Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We are right now as we speak. Today's Thursday, still or no? We are now 2448. 51 hours away from Giants Eagles. Yeah, you got that math right. I'm impressed. <laughs> Can you feel it? Yes. How are the New York Giants going to properly attack that Philadelphia Eagle defensive line and offensive line? Run the football and... with Saquon Barkley through the heart of the Eagles defense. I'm We've seen... That's kind of been their bugaboo at times. And you've got a fresh Saquon because last week against Minnesota, he wasn't as used as right. much as we he thought he may have been nine carries. What do you have? Uh, about the same uh, receptions. Think about this, though, Craig. Seriously, when you look yeah. at the Giants and the Eagles, and I think we all have respect for Philadelphia, the football team that is, and the talent they have on this roster, they probably have an advantage at every single position group. They have a better offensive line. They have a better defensive line. They get to the quarterback. Their corners are elite. We know about one of them full well in James Bradbury. The quarterback, recently it's trended the other way, but in terms of the totality of this year, he has the advantage. Wide receivers, advantage Philadelphia. The one place, though, where the New York Giants have an edge is no offense to Miles Sanders or Boston Scott. Saquon Barkley's better. Saquon Barkley is the game changer. Saquon Barkley is the guy who at any moment could go 85 yards to the house. That's the one area. Of all the things you could talk about with these two rosters, where you'd say, edge New York Giants. Is that not fair? Yes, that is fair. So let him be the difference on Saturday night. Uh, and yet, the New York Giants still have a good chance of winning this game. Sure. Even though, and they're a touchdown underdog, which also makes sense. And they're, I, I, the only thing I'm afraid of, and I hope this doesn't happen, is that we're all bamboozling ourselves on the quote-unquote recency bias. In terms of what, Daniel we Jones? just saw the New York Giants play their best game of the year against the Vikings, and because of that, we're uh, inflating their chances of beating the number one seed. That's my only concern, that we're all going down this dead-end road, well, and we don't know it, so, until we get to the toll booth, and five guys pop out, and then Sonny's dead. Sonny at the toll booth. <clears throat> that's right. That was from uh, The Godfather. My man, Look pots of bands, we are making progress references. here. Yeah. Um, ah. Look, there's definitely a part of us that are overrating because of what we just saw. There's a recency bias. We have that. And there's a recency bias that's anti-Philadelphia. They did not play well. Jalen Hurts kind of ran a vanilla offense in Week 18. So there's no doubt that's a factor. But the New York Giants have played one, two, three games this season that were essentially playoff games, in my opinion. Okay? Three of them. You went into the game saying they have to win this game. The game in Washington 
after the tie with Washington. They had to win that game. We went into that week saying it. We knew it. They had to win that football game. The game against Indianapolis at home. We could mock Jeff Saturday all we want. They had to win that game. They couldn't lose that game to the Colts. And then obviously the real playoff game against the Vikings. And in those three games, Craig, that they yep. had to win, they were essentially lose-your-done kind of games. They lose to Washington. They're not making the playoffs. They lose to Indianapolis at home. They're going to blow a playoff That's right. spot. That's right. Three games where they had to win. They won the games they had to win. And you they give them responded for that. every time. And let's be honest, didn't leave that much doubt for the most part yeah. in those games. And I think that's where the confidence comes from. But uh, just out of curiosity, real quick, we'll get all your calls. Uh, obviously, Giants Eagles. Did you happen to see the uh, clips of the uh, the slap fighting on TBS? I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Yeah. So TBS is airing it now. Yeah. Uh, notwithstanding, obviously, the Dana White stuff, uh, Young Kaba with his wife. And, you know, I've watched the European version. I saw the Romanian championships the other day where the guy who actually won the championship have his faces, uh, I mean, uh, uh, disfigured. Yes. And you're blown up like a watermelon. I watched the highlights. I did not watch the entire show of last night's, uh, I guess, first ever TBS airing. Of the uh, slap fighting, it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Specifically, uh, you know the one gal who got knocked silly. Yeah, and then accidentally did a somersault when she lost total control of her body as she was not right mentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did you guys happen to see it? Yeah, I've seen the highlights. Yeah. Here's the problem. Did you ever watch... There were like five... Pardon, I apologize. The, what I saw, maybe four, I mean, out-on-your-ass knockouts. Yeah. With the open-hand slap. Because I think this is the way I view it, and maybe I'm dead wrong here. I loved How I Met Your Mother. That was one of the great shows of all time. And the reason I bring it up is they had a running gag about slaps giving. And how I think Barney had to be slapped five times by Marshall. Yeah. Because right? they, they made a bet. And the bet was, okay, I want to get to slap you whenever you least expect it five times. And it was funny. And the slaps would come out of nowhere. And we'd all laugh. And then Barney would touch his face. And everybody would be okay. And so I went into this thinking, slaps are fun. They're innocent. Yeah. Happy slapsgiving. And I slapped someone in the face because it was how I met your mother. Sure. This is not funny and innocent. Uh, it's violent. And how about the slow motion replay of the dude, yo, know, being dropped, yeah. like knocked out cold. It's bad. And then, of course, the aggressive injury to the side of the guy's faces. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad, man. Yeah. It's uh, like I've seen it before. And I've been a fan of it. I've brought it up on this show many times. But for some reason, it was uh, it rubbed me a different way yesterday. I, I can't even tell you I why. didn't expect it. You know what I think it is? Because it wasn't like Magnus von Magnus against Magnus von Magnus. It was like people who look like you and I. Right. It wasn't like these like world's strongest man, tough guys, right? It was like truck driver. It was like... You know, the delivery guy from Poland Springs against uh, the FedEx guy. And you don't want to see one of those people get slapped in the face and suffer a concussion. Yeah, it was, you know? uh, I mean, that being said, I keep watching it. Do you? <laughs> Dude, I watched it, and I'm not, listen, man, violence is a part of our culture. I understand that. We all watch different forms of violence, obviously, you know, 
Football has a lot of violence. We all love it. We're talking about it all the time. Yeah. But there's certain things that I look at and say, that's just too much. And the slaps were just so, like, ferocious that I'm like, this is uncomfortable. It's amazing that you can knock out another man, a grown man, with the open hand slap. Yeah. That part of it fascinates me. I thought it would be. That you can create that much torque. Uh, slapping a guy you can. where you drop him and he's out. And that's where I made a mistake. I thought it was all just going to be fun and happy, yeah. and instead it's violent. Here's uh, Ronnie in Tom's River. Ronnie, what's going on, kiddo? Hey, everybody. How's everyone doing today? Good, sir. Thank you. Uh, I kind of tend to disagree with Evan about just running Saquon up the middle. Um, ever since the first game Washington and the Giants played back uh, a few weeks ago, Washington figured out the Giants about stacking the box and running the ball on first down with Saquon. Um, if you notice, um, after the, uh, that game and then the Washington game that Evan brought up, um, they, they kind of gave the keys to Daniel Jones to make things happen. Um, I really think that the key to victory is to throw on first down. Now, throwing on first down doesn't mean intermediate and long routes. It could be a, a, a pitch or a toss or a throw to Saquon um, in flare routes and stuff like that. I really think that when the ball's in Daniel's hands, a lot of good things happen, scrambling. And, you know, he mastered this offense in less than a year. Oh, you're right. uh, And he doesn't turn the ball over. And he doesn't turn the ball over, which was such a bugaboo early on. Yeah, That is so true. And, I mean, and the game plan that you can see that Dayball and Kafka have, it's it's something to behold. So running the ball with Saquon is kind of like the easy way to kind of say things. But the way that they get uh, Saquon out on the perimeter now um, with throwing the ball to him and everything, like Kenny Galladay block, right? That was on the perimeter. Yep, 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 yep. Um, it just opens up a lot. I of, just think uh, he's going to be a bigger part of this offense than we saw against Minnesota, where the touches oh, were no. not, you know, rightfully so, by the way, because they could pass on Minnesota well, well, all day. Let me just say this. They're not beating the Eagles if Saquon runs for 50 yards. No, so, so, so let's just get this straight. Touches can mean receiving, yes. and rushing. Oh, so, absolutely. I mean, I don't want to get it confused that Saquon needs to be a factor in this offense, 110%. But just handing the ball off, like what they did for the games one through six, is not going to cut it. Um, that's not going to happen. But getting him out on the perimeter, throwing the ball to him, and, and, and rushing at times, he was so efficient. 13 carries for 50 yards, that's that's quite good. Oh, no doubt. You know, honestly, for, for that. No so doubt. I just think that... Giant fans need to realize that throwing the ball on first down is going to be a huge key to victory on offense. Just about offense, I'm talking. Yeah, listen, it's, it's, sometimes it sounds cliche to say a quarterback has to have a big game for you to win. But obviously, if Daniel Jones and let's just say Saquon, if they have subpar games, you get blown out. Well, if you turn the ball over, yeah. it's going to get bad. Yeah, because the Eagles are good enough to blow you out. They've already done it. Yeah. Well, this is not a go team back, where go back, you know, they're a 17-point-a-game offense. They're not. And go back and look at how that blowout occurred. Obviously, there were a lot of mistakes on defense. Julian Love going for that interception. that ended up for a touchdown. And they let Jalen Hurts move up and down the field first few drives. But the giant offense stalled early. Daniel Jones got sacked multiple times on an opening drive. So they were behind the sticks right out of the gate. And that's really what put them behind. Because you go back to the Minnesota game, their defense came out flat. The right. Vikings marched down the field without any kind of issue. Yeah. And even after that holding penalty on first down, to the Giants' offense credit, they responded. So here's and the, what here's helped the... is that they had their receivers open all day against that Vikings secondary. It's a step up in competition when you're looking at Bradbury and Slay. Yes. Here's uh, the question for you. And I don't know why this is on my mind, but I think it's gamesmanship a little bit. 
You win the toss. You deferring or are you putting your offense on the field? No, nah, I mean, the formula all season is to defer okay. because you're also thinking. You want to go down 7 nothing to the Eagles? Well, they went down 7 nothing to Minnesota. The Eagles are down to Minnesota. No, I understand that. Right, that's my point. It's a risk, but you also want the ball to start the second half. All right, so and you 99, defer. 99% of coaches right now are looking at that strategy. Yeah, well, you know, you know, by the way, do you know where that strategy came from? True story. Mm-hmm. Low-key, no-cap, Madden. John Madden or the no, video game? the video game. <laughs> really? That's where that, that trend started. Now, I'm not even kidding. For years and years and years, you won the toss, you took the ball, you put your offense on the field. And then all of a sudden, coaches went the other way, deferred for what you said, try to get the extra possession. Right, right, right. You know, end the first half with the Rock, start the second half with the Rock, right? That started as a result of Madden. Well, can you go explain further? Well, cause... when you play Madden and you kick off... Right. It's almost impossible to get the ball the way you want it at the end of the half of the half. So everybody always defers. Right. And because we're now into another generation of Madden players, and now you've got young coaches who grew up with Madden existing, all they knew was defer, 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 and I'm going to get the ball in the start of the second half. I may get the extra possession at the end of the first half. Mm. That's why they do it. That's how it started. If you think about it, though, if you decided to take the ball first, here's the negativity Go. to that idea. The crowd is now fully engaged. They're screaming and yelling at the top of your lungs right, right out of the gate. And if Daniel Jones gets sacked on first down or you have a, a drive that stalls or you have a three and out, now this place is rocking. The Eagles have the football. It's 0-0, and they get the ball to start the second half. Like, you, you also could create this negative momentum by that happening. Yeah, you remember, there, that's right. the building's going to be louder when the home team is on defense. So the building is going to be shaking right out of the gate. Plus, I don't like the idea of changing what you've been doing all season long. Like, the Giants, and think about the Viking game. They deferred. And the Vikings didn't even, I think they had one third down on that drive. They just marched down the field. Justin yeah. Jefferson was open all day. Boom, 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 they're in the end zone. You still have a chance to respond, which I, is exactly what they did. You know, I will say this. While Giant fans have concocted a way to, to or at least have talked themselves into Giants can win this game or it's going to be a close game, worst-case scenario, I will give Eagle fans credit. One of my uh, dearest friends who's a diehard Eagle fan again texted me, the Giants are not beating the Birds 31-17, 31-14 type of game. Mm-hmm. So for all the rhetoric here in New York, about the Giants having a chance, I will give Eagle fans credit for this. They have remained very confident. Really? Yes, they have. Yep. Is that a city? What's weird about Philly is I always knew them to be ultra negative. They are. That's why they have the oh, name Negadelphia. Right. So has something changed because the Eagles won a Super Bowl? Did something well, change by the way, with number one? That doesn't hurt. Oh, no, maybe number that's the two. Reason. They are the number one seed. Right. Number three. In the game that really mattered as far as both teams playing all their players, the Eagles blew the Giants out. So if I'm an Eagle fan, I find the Giant fan rhetoric of it being a close game comical. But, you know, I'm not an Eagle fan. But I understand why they think it's comical. I know a lot of Eagle fans that are hoping that Dallas wins already a game ahead. They've already uh, you know, eschewed the Giants and kicked <laughs> them to the curb. Like, they're not worried about the Giants. This isn't the game that bothers them. 
There's They're a worried gener- about playing San Francisco. There's a generation of Eagle fans, and we touched on this yesterday, but from our perspective, there's a generation of Eagle fans that doesn't know how it feels to lose a bad game to the Giants. Like, think about that. Yes. They don't know what it feels like. That's now, right. they've lost games to the Giants, but usually a nondescript game that maybe you don't remember. Ho-hum October game. Sure, they lost in October in 2020, but like a gut-wrenching loss. While Giant fans have a list, and they have it in their mind. Whether it's the postseason games, whether it's the Deshaun Jackson game, whether it's the Evan Ingram drop game, Boston Scott, like there are examples. But the Eagle fan under the age of thirty, they're like the Giants. <laughs> What's the issue? They don't know what it feels like to lose a brutal game to the Giants. Now the optimist would say they do. They're due to suffer that. But maybe that's where that confidence comes from too. Maybe I think the, the big thing is. I mean, obviously, right? It's is Jalen Hurts one hundred percent. He's not on the injury report, and uh, how effective, of course, is Lane Johnson? Because you have seen them be a much different team with him not playing. Much like the Cincinnati Bengals cannot beat the Buffalo Bills if those three backup offensive linemen play the way they played against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, That's a non-starter. They're not beating Buffalo with that offensive line. By the way, yeah. What? I'm sorry. You sorry about what? Started doing some research. About what? And when I start doing research, you're in trouble usually. I'm in trouble? The NFL changed the coin toss rules in 2008, where the winning team could now choose to kick, receive, or defer. Yeah. That was never the case in the NFL. That was a college-level rule, but they changed that in 08. So the answer to why teams defer is because it wasn't an option until 2008. Well, they didn't do before 08 because they couldn't, but they started deferring because of Madden. They couldn't do it till 2008. Yeah, but 2008, the they changed. still could have said, we want the ball. Right, but right from why, that but moment. why are they deferring? The rules changed. No, they're deferring because of Madden. <laughs> they put the team on their back, though. Look at me, Greg Jennings. <laughs> I do it for Madden. So you I think, put the team on my back, though. So you think that the reason. Oh, no. Here comes Darren Sharper, one of the hardest-hitting safeties in the league. But I do it for Madden on a broken leg. <laughs> One video does not mean that that's the truth. Uh, like, the reason coaches defer is because they change the, way, you the think, rules. You think Google's going to tell you that's because of Madden? That's not Google. I'm, I'm reading a whole article about the changing on the coin toss, which I got to be honest, I completely forgot about. But, yeah, that's the case. No, no, but you're missing the point. Because you're right. As a kid growing up, you, you win the you coin won, toss, you, you get the, the ball. ball. Well, here's the reason. Why I'm giving you, think, you the I, reason. No. They, but the, the the reason that they chose not to take the ball and to defer was as a result of it happening on Madden. So they changed the rules because of Madden? They changed the rules, but you still had the option to take the ball. Every team started to defer because it always backfired on Madden. Thank you. You're no. welcome. You can't handle the truth. That's what's going on. That's right. The rule change is what changed the strategy. The rule changed. So coaches said, why would you change the strategy? Because it's different. Deferring allows you to get the football to start the second half. So you have the option for the second half. As opposed to deciding to kick the ball off. It's a different decision. You don't play Madden. That's why you wouldn't know. It's okay. I don't blame you. I'm not mad at you. But you can do all the research you want. No, no. When you won the coin toss in 1997, you were given two choices. Kick or receive. Receive or kick. Yeah. Or which, def- which goal you want to defend. Well, come on. Kick or receive. Okay. Now you have the option to defer your choice until the second half, which then you say you want the football. 
I think this conversation. Dude, I'm looking at a list uh, prior uh, to two. Uh, be- uh, yeah. Because I gave you the facts to prove your whole point. That doesn't prove it wrong. And you're like, oh, just, here's the point you're missing. Teams but. still have the option of receiving the ball, do they not? What are you talking about? Even with the change in 08, if you want to receive the opening kickoff, which you did for 50 years, you can, correct? Why did they stop doing it? Because you had imagine. the option to get the ball in the no, second half. they didn't stop doing it because they were given the option. If I gave you the option right now to be uh, punched in the face every time you say they match, got it. would you say yes? No, but they now okay, have the option. Okay, so you option. have the option, but you didn't say yes to They it. could now defer making the first choice until the second yes. half, when in the second half, but their choice is to missing. take the football to a different role. Here's what you're missing. I'm not missing anything. The any research of. behind why you defer is based on the Madden experience. How can you prove that? I, I, I proved it. No, you didn't. You cited one cool video to as your proof. I put the team on, on my back. Doe. <laughs> that's exactly right. So that's that. You lose that one. It's okay to take a loss every once <laughs> no, in a while. I'm sorry. Even Aaron Boone's got to lose a game once in a while. <laughs> Can't win 100 games every year. <laughs> He's come damn close, though. Uh, he pretty much has. He's going to be all-time winning as Yankee manager before he retires with with two rings. Really? Yep. I think Yankees have had some pretty good managers, correct? He will be the all-time winningest manager in New York Yankee history when he retires. Do you know what all-time winningest means? More wins than anybody else. Do you know, like, how many more years he's going to have to win a lot of games to get there? Yeah, four. Four more years, he retires as the all-time winningest manager in Yankee history. I don't think so, buddy. No? Eh, pretty close, though, right? Eh, not really. What the Yankees it? are the Yankees. It's not like he's trying to become the winningest manager in Met history. What, L. Ron Hubbard's got a 1,000 wins or L. something Ron like that? Hubbard. Yeah, he manages the Yankees, and he forms Scientology. The record is 1,460. Yeah, but Aaron Boone is at 427. Yeah, so 1,000 more wins. Yes, yeah, so he's got to win 100 games for 10 straight years? Hmm. Yeah, but who's got the record? Uh, Joe McCarthy. Well, that doesn't count. Okay, Joe Torrey. All right, what's Tory got? That 11, counts. Eleven seventy-three. I'm so, glad Tory counts. All right, so he needs seven hundred more wins. I always got a five-year contract that knocks out a good five hundred. Yeah, but how would people feel about this if he gets there and has zero championships? Well, well, what? <laughs> <laughs> if he became the winningest manager in Yankee history, with you know, zero by the way, titles. that is a great question. If Aaron Boone manages for seven more years, wins a hundred games every year. And modern era becomes the winningest manager in modern era Yankee history, but they don't win a championship. Do they uh, put him in Monument Park? No. You almost have to, though, wouldn't you? No. I think so. No. Plus, he did hit that home run. That's not getting you in Monument Park. 1,100 wins and the home run? They got to win a World Series. Monument Park, buddy. Bro, bro, they got to win a World Series. Yeah? Yeah. Well, so so says you. So says, like, everybody. I mean, they're retiring people's numbers left and right. Not numbers, but, you know. Like Paul O'Neill, you know. And he won World Series, though. He won Ed a bunch Asner. of them. Like, they're putting random people. Did you just say Ed Asner? Yeah, they're putting random people in Monument Park now. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Mickey Ed Rivers. Asner's out there? <laughs> you imagine yeah. Ed Asner getting That's awesome. Had a great club at third base pre-Greg Nettles. <laughs> Look it up. Google it. <laughs> Not based on Madden, though. He's he ran MLB one hell of a newsroom. I know that. Yes, he did. You know what Aaron Boone for. actually has the record for? I can't believe this, but now you have me looking it up. He's going to break the all-time Yankee managerial record for ejections. That's my guy. He's close. Because none of the other managers stuck up for their guys. He's trailing only Joe Girardi of all people. I'll tell you something else. If Aaron Boone was the manager in Cleveland, uh, you never have to worry about those midges. He pulls Jabba right off that mound and says, we ain't playing. Mm. As opposed to Joe Torre, who sat there and said, what a lovely night for a game. (laughs) 
You hit it where it hurts because Tori's admitted that's one of his regrets. Though. I know, I know. That's the regret. That's the I regret. Mean, that has to be the regret. Eat. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. 535. Carton and Roberts on the fan. 877-337-6666. Giants, Eagles, Giants, Eagles, Giants, Eagles. Little Jets. Giants, Eagles, Giants, Eagles. Little Jets. And Eraldis Chavins of Kansas City Royal. Uh, Three million and change. One year deal. Goodbye. Will you miss him? Not at all. <laughs> I don't. I I can't look at guys that sweat that much down their face while they're standing on the mound. In Plus, June. his legacy is going to be giving up back-breaking, yes. season-ending home runs. Brousseau and yes, Altuve. That's right. All right. All right. Uh, Michael's in White Plains on the fan of Rooney. What's up, Michael? How are you? Hey, Craig and Evan. Thank you guys for taking my call. I'm super excited to be talking to you. First time caller. Thank you. Two things I just want. Two things I just wanted to get out of the way because I hear you guys talk about it. Uh, the first point is, number one, uh, Candlelight, I don't think, has the best wings in Westchester. Um, <laughs> number two, I heard you talking about the slap competition. I find it ironic that Dana White is the face of it, or at least was on TV last night. Uh, and he's involved in some capacity a couple weeks after. You know, you here's, know the the, here's the interesting thing about Dana White, and there's only a handful of guys I've ever uh, come across in my lifetime that have this ability where they're so aggressively open about who they are and what they do and make very little apologies for who they are that in the times when they make bad decisions or mistakes and they own those mistakes publicly, they bully the otherwise aggressive cancel culture uh, community. And it's fascinating to me I have seen, that that has happened. It's crazy to think, and there's various reasons for it, but it's fascinating to see certain guys take so much more heat for things that yeah. may not even be as bad yeah. or clearly not as yeah. bad as what he did. But, he, but there's it's a reason crazy. also. Most people in that spot uh, bend over backwards apologizing, mea culpas, you know, uh, disappear from the public eye and uh, put their tail between their legs. Very few people yeah. have the financial ability, which is more, a lot of this, to say, F you. I, mean, I ain't going anywhere. And very few people have a network that basically has to shut yeah. up and not rip the guy. Right. Which is what we found out about ESPN, right? right? ESPN embarrassed themselves when it came to the coverage of it because they are partners with him. And, uh, and you know, right. TBS wasn't, but they were like, yeah, we want in. Uh, and it's really, it's, uh, and I've known Dana, not as a good friend or anything, for a long time, but it is fascinating. He's one of... I mean, maybe five people that could withstand that and, you know, get through it unscathed. Right. It's fascinating to me because if it was Roger Goodell, Gary Bettman, uh, Adam Silver. Done. Or uh, Rob Manfred. Done. Done and done. Within days. That's maybe right. hours. That's right. Uh, so the, the real reason I'm calling is because of the, the game, obviously, this weekend with the Giants and the Eagles. And you guys touched on it yesterday. 
yes, Philly has owned us in the past, but I will say that the Giants are going to go into Philadelphia this weekend, and they are going to pull out a victory one way or another. Um, I know, and I just, I have a feeling in my gut, it's going to be a close game, but we are going to make grown men and women and children, you will see tears on their faces Mm. on TV this Saturday (laughs) because the Giants were able to upset them when it matters. I don't care about the two games during the season. I care about this Saturday. We get the dub, we fly home, and we're listening to On the Streets of Philadelphia by Bruce Springsteen (laughs) on by it's the way, going to that be. would be one of the great nights in New York sports history if we got to see that, wouldn't it be? Oh, man. Philadelphians <laughs> crying. Oh. Grown oh. men and women crying at the link. Okay. Yeah, it'd be a nice sight. That would be nice sight. Extracurricular after parties they've got, it's not going to matter because the Giants, I'm telling you right now, I just have a gut feeling they are going to win this game 100%. That's all I wanted to say. Well, Thank I mean, you guys so much. He is so does confident. The, I like it. Does the confidence that the Giant fan have come from the recency of the last few weeks, rightfully so, or does a lot of the confidence come from the fact that they've watched this franchise multiple times go on shocking postseason runs? Like, they've made it yeah. common. 2007 and 2011 is not that long ago. It seems like a long time ago, but it's not. Most people listening remember it. And so the Giant fan has experienced something that most fan bases have not. I haven't. You haven't. And that's they've watched twice a team essentially come out of nowhere, pull off incredible upsets against teams they hated, against teams that were clearly better. They went to Lambeau and beat a 15-1 and Packer team right. in 2011. Like, is it the recency of this team or is it the recency of the franchise that, yeah, we can go on another run. I've seen it. Um, it's probably a combination, but I think it's the uh, it's what makes a you know fandom special. It's what makes sports special. It's the uh, the hope, right? Hope's everything we got. But I fall victim to it too. Not even as a Giant fan, I've seen the Giants franchise do this. Like I've seen them do it multiple times. Where a guy like you, yes. I'm not trying to knock you here, no, okay. said, "I'll walk across the Brooklyn Bridge." Right. You can't beat the Cowboys, and then they did. And you can't beat Brett Favre at Lambeau, and they did. And you can't beat a 15-1 and team, and they did. You can't beat an undefeated team, and they did. The Niners are too tough, and they did. Like, this is a franchise that yeah. its fan base says, I've seen this Yeah, you know, it's weird. Uh, listen, that's got to be a part of it. But, you know, the fan base was so beaten down for the last six years also. Sure, sure. That maybe that gets negated a little bit. I think it's the I think it's the reality that they just played their best game of the year in the playoffs on the road, and you know we all live in this very strange you know world where hope carries us. You know the prospect of you know why not or what if or hey if this happens and that happens. Like every giant fan that's even confident or they've been very little arrogance but confidence that the New York Giants can and will win the game. They all know that the Eagles are the better team. Sure. But that don't mean the Eagles are going to win. And they also know that they've lost to the Eagles, it feels like, every time they've seen them in the last 15 years. But, like, they know that. They've experienced it. By the way, the uh, Ph.D. Chris Nowinski, who's been all over uh, head injuries in the NFL. He's a former professional wrestler, yeah, too. He has commented on the power slap on TBS. And the video, look, I don't care how manly you are. 
The video is hard to watch to an extent, and yet it's like a traffic wreck. You can't stop watching it. And uh, he notices that in the knockouts that are shown uh, on the promotional video that's out there, that the first guy that goes down has what they call fencing posture and has an absolute brain injury. Mm. And uh, says Dana White and TBS should be ashamed of themselves. This is pure exploitation. What's next? Quote, who can survive a stabbing? That that's how disgusting this is to someone like him who has lived the life of a wrestler and then enters PhD and is an expert now in brain injuries. Yeah. And listen, I'm looking at the three or four knockouts. He's right. You know, like the hands up, the tight, you know, things, the fingers, yeah. like we saw with Tua. I mean, yikes. I thought it really was going to be different than when it turned because out Because when you see Magnus von Magnus doing it, it looks different. It is different. Right. To an extent, I guess. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder how, how well it does in the ratings. I, I assume it can't do great, I think right? its first episode probably does well, the intrigue factor. But then eventually it's like, hey, am I really going to watch this crap? Am I really going to watch just people slap each other and yeah, get seriously well, hurt? I mean, I think I get old yeah, I think pretty it quickly, right? I think it would. But you know there's going to be one guy who stands out like a trash talker, right? There's going to be like the Conor McGregor of it. Yeah, but to that point, Craig, I, excuse me, we watch violent things. Like, I'm not into MMA, but, but people be, watch MMA. No, no, but my point is, like, I don't think people are necessarily going to be turned off. Maybe the reason I am or you are. Like, people watch MMA. They're entertained by it. Guys get seriously hurt. Yeah, but there's almost like... What's the difference? Explain it to me. All right, the difference is that martial arts is a respected art form um, and fighting technique. Gotcha. Whether it's jiu-jitsu and the technique of it, or wrestling, And this boxing, is just slapping? And this is, I'm just going to slap you across your jawline as hard as possible... And if I can knock you on the ground, there's a 30-second clock that comes on. And there's no defense. You're literally taking no, no, the slap. No, no, You cannot defend yourself. Right, you're just taking the slap. You're taking it. And if you don't get up in 30 seconds, you lose. Hmm. And the highlights of this are people that may have you know, permanent brain damage, Jeez. according to someone who knows a lot more about it than you and I do. Right. That being said, I haven't turned off the page. <laughs> So they got you sucked in. Well, I mean, I've seen it before. I've talked about this months ago. You know, there's another sport that's huge over in Europe. It's called, um, there's two of them. It's called phone booth boxing. Have you seen that yeah, one? Yeah, you showed that to me. Yeah, once. and there's another one, uh, car boxing. Right. Where you're in a car, and if, you know, you're in a front seat, I'm in the passenger seat, and the whistle goes, and, like, we try to beat the crap out of each other. Right. Yeah, or in the phone booth, like an old school phone booth, like a, like a British one, and... Yeah, boop, until one of us is out. So when's that coming to TBS? It's coming there. It's coming. I'm surprised CNN isn't airing it at night now since their ratings are so bad. <laughs> yeah, they may have to. Yeah. Like, if you're if you're looking to hire Trevor Noah to save your primetime programming, knowing that he, he uh, sent Comedy Central's ratings into the toilet and ruined what Jon Stewart and Stephen Colbert started... Right? Or really, who's first? No, they did. Yeah. Who was there before uh, Colbert? Uh, Stewart. Craig Kilborn, wasn't it? Was it, it Kilborn? Yeah. yeah. Why would you hire that guy? I don't know, man. I, I, when John was on the Daily Show, never missed it. Yeah, I, I can tell that was never show. I love John's stuff. I yeah. find it very entertaining. Yeah. I gave Trevor Noah a couple of months. Like, I, I really hung in there. I actually yeah. find that I dislike him. Oh, I don't go that far. You I just didn't find him funny. Because I've never found anything he has said to be funny. No, I agree, but why would that make you dislike and him? And I, because he swore me. Oh. 
Like, I don't like that, like, British swarminess. I got you. Like, funny's funny. Right, right. Like, you know, I think, like, Craig Ferguson's hysterical. Right. You know, he's British. It's not even a British thing. It's a swarmy thing. I got you. Like, if you're not funny and swarmy, but you think you're funny, ugh, I don't like it. That's just my well, I just didn't find it funny. Yeah, well, that, that was a very simple When man. you're a comedian and you're not funny, it's kind That's of That's why I stopped watching. Thing. I gave yeah. up on it. Guy's making like 20 million bucks a year to not be funny. That's crazy. And to scare viewers away. And John, you know what sucks about John Stewart is he still does a daily show like show for Apple. It's on Apple. Nobody it's on once. It. I watch it. It's once on once every two months. Yeah. He usually sticks with one specific topic. Doesn't he do interviews now or something? He does. It's like a mix of stuff, but it, yeah. it's still funny. It has its moments. And I'm like, I need more of you, John. You can't just go away. I see you once every two months. Yeah, well, when you got that kind of money, you nah, do whatever you want. Nah, I know. Yeah, not everyone's Howard Stern. Work till you're dead. Yeah, but, right? he, but he works a lot less. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Here's uh, Eric and Yonkers on the fan. Eric, how are you? Hey, guys. Good, how are you? Thanks for taking the call, guys. Of course. Uh, so, listen, uh, you know, as far as this uh, Giants-Eagles game, no, I, I think the Giants are going to win this game, and I say that because I think the Eagles are a bunch of frauds. When, when you look at their schedule this year, I, I don't know, maybe someone can look it up. I think they might have had the easiest schedule in the NFL. That's not fair. They, they were 13-1. and one. But they played bad teams all year. I mean, they played bad they I, really... I don't even think they played a top 15. No, no, no. You're, you're, okay, so here's the, th here's the problem. He's not wrong, but it's also not fair. Like, you're right, the Philadelphia Eagles, besides the division, because the NFC East turned out to be pretty good, you know, the Giants included, even though there was only one game that was yeah. really the Giants, yeah. but certainly the two games against Dallas, you're right. Like, their schedule was not daunting, but they went 14-3 and and only lost one game when their starting quarterback was healthy. So while it's fair to say, hey, the Bears stink, the Titans weren't any good, the Packers weren't any good, the Colts stink, the Texans stink, the Steelers were okay but really not that good, and Arizona stinks. Like, you're not wrong about it, but they still went out and won every game. Like, I can't penalize them for beating the teams that they're, that they're supposed right, to beat. Right, that's my point. I, no one's disagreeing that their schedule was easy, but uh, I can't knock them for it. I mean, can we say that they are – Lately, above average team that beat up on below. Well, average. No, I don't. No. I think you can say this: we don't know how good they are when they have to play yeah. really good competition uh, in consecutive weeks. Like well, you guys consider make the argument that you know they barely beat this team, well, they, no, no. but they won. No, no. But let's let me push you on this a little bit. Dan. Go. Who in the NFC did they have to beat to prove they were good? There's one team: the San Francisco 49ers. Who else? You want yeah, to go to the three seed? Did they need to prove they needed to beat the Minnesota Vikings? Oh, that's right. They did. Yes, they did. 24 to 7. That was okay. the two, though. But yeah, so that's right. the three seed. Yeah. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they didn't play, but were they any good? They were under 500. You would have said the same thing. Right. Arizona okay. sucked. Let's go down the NFC. Now we're up to the five seed. Who go. was that? Oh, it was the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Okay. They beat them. They lost to them. I understand. They're one and one against them. Well, and Gardner Minshew played the game. They lost. Okay. Exactly. Which you're right. So now we're down to the Giants, who they beat both times. Right. So isn't your problem really with the NFC? I, yes, because it is. He's the, not, doesn't know, but the yes. The only team that they could have played in the NFC, the conference they're in, that wasn't on their schedule, that would have made our last caller happy were the San Francisco 49ers. That's it. Yes. So we're really talking about the one team they didn't play. Everybody else, Kansas City, Buffalo, it's a different conference. Yep. I'm talking about the NFC. 
So doesn't that say more about how you view the NFC than anything else? He, he doesn't know it, but yes, it does. And he's right. They're Pittsburgh, Houston, Indianapolis, Tennessee, Chicago. But I don't blame the Eagles for that. They didn't get to pick their opponents. Right. And they did what they were supposed to do. Because then it pushes you into this situation. Okay, if the they didn't beat anybody, who'd the Giants beat? Right. Because the Giants share the same division and played a very similar schedule. Now, we're not going to destroy the Giants and say, ah, oh, look at their schedule. I mean, come on. So it's not really entirely fair. I mean, to be fair, the Giants beat the same teams uh, other than Carolina, who the Eagles didn't play. Right? right? For the most part, they I mean, beat the same that's teams. that's what it is. Yep. I mean, Baltimore and Carolina uh, and Seattle. I think those are the three teams that weren't caught. Right. They played right. Baltimore and Philly played Pittsburgh instead. Right. Okay. Now, I'll tell you that when the Giants played uh, Baltimore, uh, um, Lamar Jackson played. Yeah, no, it was a great and win. And that's a good win. But the point is, it's similar. Yeah. So, it, it's not really a fair I guess judgment. the question is, if you want to find a reason, and I don't disagree with Eric on this at all in Yonkers, he's right about this. I don't know how good the Eagles are. They haven't had to beat a lot of really good well, teams. He's saying he doesn't yeah. think the NFC is any good. And he's right. Because outside of San Francisco, you don't have respect for any other playoff yeah. team because Philadelphia essentially played all of them. Yeah. The Giants, the Cowboys, the Vikings, they played them. That's right. And they and mostly they beat, them. beat them when Jalen Hurts was playing. Not even mostly, they did. They did. So yes. it's... It's more how you feel about the conference. And by the way, the conference is wide open. I mean, look at who the quarterbacks are that are remaining. Daniel Jones, it's not a knock on him. Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, and an undrafted, or not undrafted, Mr. Irrelevant and Brock Purdy. That's right. And look of all those are. guys, only one guy's never won a playoff game. <laughs> and I'll do a better. Out we of all those guys, that one. there's only one guy that's still alive in the NFL playoffs that got benched at halftime of a championship game for a freshman named Tua. Oh, jeez, you go to that. Only one guy that I know was down 13 nothing at halftime to Georgia. So bad that the coach had to bring in an unheralded freshman <laughs> who then became a first-round draft pick while you had to go transfer elsewhere because you couldn't beat Tua out for the job. <laughs> How about that? Boy, you're looking for anything, aren't you? I respect it. I do. I'm just trolling a little. Uh, (laughs) I mean, the trolling's accurate, though. What other coach hasn't won a playoff game? There's only one. Not only that, you got two guys there that have won more games as Eagle head coaches in the playoffs than he has. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We got the Eagle Bowl this weekend. Doug Peterson versus Andy Reid. That's right. That's right. Two guys that went to Super Bowls (laughs) with uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. You haven't even won a playoff game. And, by the way, in the one game you did play, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, blew you out. Blew you out. Up 21 nothing early. Yeah. Blew you out. That was a blowout. That was a blowout. You know, I think tomorrow morning I'm going to take uh, Eric and Yonkers' uh, take there and run with it. <laughs> <laughs> that the Eagles have beaten nobody? Oh, uh, Cody, you know, the Eagles really haven't beaten anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, 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 yes. You would have loved this morning's trivia game. Who's the only quarterback without a playoff win? Go. Jalen Hurts. Who's the only coach without a playoff win? Nick Sirianni. How many playoff touchdowns does Devontae Smith have? Zero. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, they better lose. I can only imagine the mentions in your Twitter account from Philadelphia sports fans. They're very friendly. They uh, Listen, uh, they're not happy. (laughs) Not happy at all. 
Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.